Hello, welcome to Prince Track by Track, I'm Hope Darren, and today we're going to be talking about Rebirth of the Flesh. Not from any albums, just from vaguely around the internet. Uh, recorded on the 28th of October 1986, Paisley Park, and released on the 28th of August 2001, sort of, mm -hmm. but not really. Um, <laughs> on the track, it is Prince on the studio version. Uh, but the version that people have heard, is, it's got Prince, Levi, uh, Sheila E., Maiko, Dr. Fink, Bonnie Boyer, Eric Leeds, Atlanta Bliss, Cat, Wally Safford, Greg Brooks, you know, the people from 1988, basically. That's right. Um, you know, the people the people that were with Prince around that time. Um, it was uh, This song showed up on a configuration of the Camille album on the 5th of November, 1986. The track is 4 minutes 2, and joining me to talk about today is Josh Norman. Hello, Josh. Hello, Darren. Now, for like a genre, uh, I guess I guess Camille is the genre. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a it's a Camille song. That's what it is. Like um, it is. It's a housequake genre. He actually, you know, he says the you know um, the kick drums on the two and four as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, which is also in said uh, the B side to Glam Slam. Yes. Escape. Yeah. Escape. That's it. Yeah. So you know, this, it, it, basically, Escape is quoting this song that was unreleased, <laughs> which <laughs> That's is right. instead of the other way around. But yeah, so you know, this this is Prince um, and the, you know the the kind of the nineteen eighty seven eighty eight touring band, um, you know, doing a, a kind of funk song um, in the in the style of you know Camille. Um, you know, this would have been the opening track for the Camille album. Um, every other track that's on Camille has already been released. Um, right. You know, after after this point, so this uh, officially remains the only unreleased track uh, from that album. Uh, you know, after this, you would have gone into Housequake and you would have had Strange Relationship and Fill You Up, uh, and then the second side would be Shockadelica, Good Love, If I Was Your Girlfriend, and then finishing with Rock Hard in a Funky Place, which mm -hmm. of course showed up on the Black Album, which wasn't released for six years. and <laughs> so, Right, it's a, it's a big mess. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, um, you know, it took, like, obviously, Rebirth of the Flesh is, is kind of one of those songs that basically every Prince fan, uh, you know, once they've, you know, dug into more than just, you know, the hits of Prince, uh, kind of ends up hearing about. Um, there were very many record fairs that I went to when I was younger where I literally could not afford any of the records that were there because, like, every bootleg was, like, 40 quid. And, you know, everyone had, like, a copy of the Black Album that was at least 50 quid to start off with. Other people had, you know, they claimed first-run prints that were hundreds, hundreds of pounds. And, right. you know, like, so, it, uh, you know, this is just one of those tracks that kind of showed up on lots of different Prince bootlegs of varying quality, I think, you know, people so we you know were able to get like direct copies from the first pressing because Camille was actually pressed as an album. Yes. Um, before you know Warner Brothers decided that they didn't want to release an album, <laughs> and not tell who not tell anyone who was recording it. Yeah. Um, you know, Prince's kind of harebrained scheme to be like, I'm going to change my voice. I'm going to release an album. I'm not going to tell anyone it's me, and we're just going to stick it out there in like a plain sleeve and just right. hope that people like you know kind of cotton onto it. And Warner Brothers are like, no, thank you very much. We 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 really don't want to do that. Uh, you know, let's stick to actually releasing stuff that has your name on. Yes, please, huh? Yeah, <laughs> you know, your Prince. Everyone knows your name. Let's keep that up front. Yeah. Hey, here's an idea. Let's capitalize on that. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, I'm, I'm. I don't know if this was the start of Prince's, you know, resentment towards Warner Brothers, but the fact that he was stymied so quickly on the whole kind of crystal ball Camille thing, yeah, uh, which then led to Sign of the Times, which is. You know, Brilliant. a great album. It's, right. Yeah, it's a masterpiece. So at that point, I think Warner Brothers kind of interfering really helped. For sure. It kind of 
focused it down to a you know a really great album instead of all these varied wild ideas right um so you know like i said i think every prince fan kind of you know knows at least the words rebirth of the flesh uh, there were several magazines that i bought in like the the late 90s uh, whenever prince released an album there would always be some article that would talk about bootlegs and all that kind of stuff literally the first ever magazine that i bought uh, was an issue of vox in like 1991 i want to say and like the only reason I bought it was because there was a picture of Prince on the front and like in wearing his uh, his like yellow outfit that he had on the sign of times tour. Yeah. And they literally had like Prince bootlegs. And it there was just like this really long article that talks mostly about the Black Album, but then also about, you know, different live bootlegs and stuff that kind of went around. And Rebirth of the Flesh was mentioned several times because it was one of those tracks that if someone did like a pressing of a bootleg, they would always just stick rebirths of the flesh on yeah. those. Yeah, it had just, to be tagged you know, on there somehow, right? Yeah, like even even if it didn't make any sense, even if it was like a bootleg of stuff from like '85 or stuff from like '91, rebirth of the flesh is always on there as a track, just you know because it you know Prince never released it, and so everybody felt the need to put it on all these bootlegs. Yeah, um, and then Prince did kind of release it in a really weird roundabout way, which I guess kind of fits with Prince's personality. It's like totally, you know, you can you can have a version of rock of of, of rebirth for the flesh uh but it, it's a live like rehearsal labeled rehearsal 88 uh, like i said that features you know the band from from 88 um, and it was streamed on the 28th of august 2001 uh for the mpg music club and <laughs> and that's it that's the uh, that's the only official release that prince ever did of rebirth of flesh in his lifetime yeah it's just this stream of a rehearsal and it's i don't know it's it's kind of crazy that that's the only like he could have stymied all these bootleggers but instead he's like Here's a completely different version of the song, you're, yeah. and you're still not going to get it officially. Yep, yep. So to recap, Prince's idea was to release this song and not have his name associated with it, and Darren's idea is to buy a magazine solely because it has Prince's picture on the cover. Yeah, that, it, well, it worked. You know, <laughs> that's, that's right. that, and uh, you know, so uh, for the th- the thing is as well is like literally after that, every like pretty much all the magazines I bought throughout like the '90s and 2000s. It was only because they were mentioning Prince. If there was wow. anything about Prince, if there was an article in there about Prince, I would just buy that magazine. <laughs> Even if there was one, I, there was one magazine which I bought. I think it was a copy of Q, and it literally just had like one paragraph, which was like Prince is thinking of releasing an album next yeah. year. Like that was literally all the information it had, and I bought the magazine. <laughs> good, just good, because that's good. that's how much of a fan I was. Uh, yeah, good for you. <laughs> so, 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 but then at least then I'd know. Oh, Prince is releasing an album soon. Like. Yeah, that which, information's got to be in my head somewhere, uh, and, you know. Yeah, which could have been true on any given day of any given year. It, yeah, <laughs> you could pretty much just wait for another year to pass, and a Prince album will will arrive. Right. Um, you know, most most years. That's right. Um, although I say that even this year, you know, another Prince mm-hmm. album released, and Prince isn't even around to do it. That's so. right. But yeah, so I felt like it was worth kind of talking about Rebirth of the Flesh, even though it hasn't had like an official release. Um, yeah. You know, I'm I'm sure at some point the estate. I mean, if I was the estate right now, one thing I would do is I would put I would put out the Camille album, yes. stick those tracks together, yes. put them all in one place, and you know get, get it out there on some expensive vinyl. Um, you know, you try and find the artwork Prince was thinking of using, or don't put any artwork on it, or you know whatever you want to do, but just you know get it out there so that Rebirth of the Flesh is officially released in its official form. And, you know, if people want, they can kind of collect the Camille album. Of course, you know, most Prince fans have probably got the other seven tracks that make up the Camille album anyway. Yeah. You know, if you've but if someone doesn't want to buy a crystal ball and they don't want to buy, 
you know, like um, all the other different albums that have the different tracks, you know, because, you know, some of them are just B-sides. Yeah. So to get to get all the other tracks, you have to have like Crystal Ball and the hits, the B-sides, which are both like triple albums. <laughs> so That's uh, very expensive, right? <laughs> yeah. So still. So, so for someone to go, if someone just went in and picked out all the Camille songs, put them onto one album, you know, I feel like people would be quite happy as that as a release. And also you would get Rebirth of the Flesh. You know, I think at this point, yes. most Prince fans would be willing to pay you know, $10, £10, just to have a decent release, like a decent copy of <laughs> Rebirth of the Flesh. Lord knows for people sure. have paid a lot more for terrible bootlegs of the song. So, yes, you they know, have. You, you know, and me both. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, like the song itself, um, I think the weird thing is it gets built up so much. I mean, particularly like the, the, the phrase Rebirth of the Flesh is such a like weird yeah you'd never like before i heard the song which was only a few years ago um you know i never like for about 20 years i was like what on earth could this song be like what is the rebirth what is the flesh what it like you know what like what is going to be going on in this song and then you hear it you're like oh it just it just sounds a little bit like housequake like um, yes (laughs) it's just like a little party song that prince did i I don't know why he hasn't released it Why, why doesn't he just release this song you know like um, you know the, the kind of it's it's not like there's it's one of those things where Prince has the kind of sing along lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he has the whole the la 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 uh, solacolia. <laughs> yeah, or soliacolia. Like on some of the bootlegs so, yeah. I had, that was a like a parenthetical title for the song too. I guess that you know someone else added to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he keeps talking about you know um, everybody here to jam to the new boogie. Um, yeah, and then and he says, you know, uh, think about the man, the one that works so hard. You know, what's his is his, what's yours is yours. Prince getting very kind of philosophical yep. um, in the song, um, unless you beat Game of Cards, which is, is like, uh, I don't know. I, I I love that kind of thing of like, yeah, everyone gets to keep what they you know what they have, unless you beat him in Game of Cards. <laughs> yeah, and and it finishes with him singing, you know, Welcome to the Crystal Ball. So. Again, obviously, you know, lending credence to the fact that this would have been part of Crystal Ball had it been released properly, um, you know. But I, I don't know, like this whole kind of all the party people get on the floor is is just, you know, it's something that obviously Prince returned to with Escape, um, and the like. If you imagine this going straight into, um, you know, Housequake, um, which is how I've got it on a playlist on iTunes. Me too. It works. It does. You know, like you you listen to this, and then when Housequake starts, it it fits just in the same. I mean. You, you know, looking back, the sign of the times is a bit bleak when it suddenly turns into Housequake and Play in the Sunshine. Right. Um, so it's kind of a little bit of a left turn there, but Rebirth of the Flesh really fits with, like, Housequake, you know, coming up as the next track or, you know, then going into Strange Relationship. Like, um, you know, the the album of Camille, like, the programming on it, the, the, the like, kind of how Prince wanted the tracks to go really worked well anyway. Right. You know, so I don't know, like it was one of the first studio bootlegs I'd ever heard in the like early nineties, I guess. Um, so I guess for that reason, it holds like this special place in my heart. And the fact that the studio version has never seen the light of day, but we did get this rehearsal version, uh, which is sort of an odd choice for Prince when he could, you know, at a time when he could release anything he wanted, he went back to 1988 to release a rehearsal of the song that hadn't been released from 1986 uh, it's kind of fascinating. Um, I also love that I think it was during the Montreux um, concerts in 2009 where he uh, opened Stratus with a line from Rebirth of the Flesh when he said, I am here, where are you? And he kind of laughs and goes into Stratus. And that was later used as an introduction to cause and effect, I think, also. 
Uh, so, yeah. so this song sort of has elements of it sprinkled, you know, throughout the decades after it was recorded. So, um, I love the studio version, um, the rehearsal I could, it's nice to have. Um, but if I had to pick one, then give me, give me my hissy studio version for 200 Alex. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I find it weird that like Prince had a tendency to do this as well. There's a few kind of like unreleased songs that, you know, most Prince fans kind of know that he has a habit of quoting in other songs mm-hmm. and and kind of like bits of their lyrics will show up elsewhere. And you almost want to sit down with Prince and go, just release the actual songs. Stop, uh, stop quoting bits of lines from songs you haven't released and just release the actual songs so we can we can listen to that instead of like having to get little glimpses of songs in other songs. Yes, it is very frustrating, but also, I don't know, I, to keep my frustration at bay, I always kind of thought of it as, oh, it's a little nod to Prince that I know that you know about this thing you shouldn't have heard, <laughs> and here's a little piece of it to tell you that I, yeah. I know that you know. Yeah, well, he did quite a lot with the, of that with the, uh, with the uh, you know, with the Black Album as well, where certain songs from that were quoted when he did live versions of other songs. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know, he debuted two of those songs live before they ever were released. Yes. Um, <laughs> almost as if to the, say to the fans, you shouldn't even know the words of these songs, but yes. here you are singing along to Bob George. <laughs> right. Um, um, you know, and, and like stuff like quoting, you know, Soul Psychedelicide, which is a song that's never been released, but it's quoted in another song. And yes, I don't know. It's it's just one of those things that I think is probably one of my favorite things about kind of like late 80s, early 90s Prince is him building his own kind of weird mythology by doing this, by, you know, kind of letting you know that he has more songs. Right. Um, you know, like he said, he has, uh, you know, deep purple Concord jams, you know, like <laughs> Sorry. He's, he's got... He has a load of songs that you're not going to hear, but he's going to just give you little hints just just for the fans. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, but yeah, I, you know, it's a party song. And it, you know, like I said, it, it works well with, you know, if you pair it with something like Housequake, you know, they fit well together. Um, and, you know, for me, I would say, um, I don't know, the rehearsal version, maybe a three out of five. But the studio version, I would say five out of five. Ooh. Um, you know, I just, I, I, I the thing is, uh, you know, Camille is probably one of my favorite things that Prince ever did. You know, all the Camille songs, I think if, I mean, I'd have to go back and check, but I think I gave them all five out of five just because I love that effect. I love that vocal effect. I love the whole Camille thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Prince never kind of really fleshed out exactly what it was meant to be. But I like that. I like that, you know, you can kind of interpret Camille however you want. Um, and and I always kind of enjoy just hearing, I, you know, to me, I wish he'd done like three or four albums as Camille mm-hmm. and had just released them without telling anyone it was Prince and just <laughs> like really kind of dug into that gimmick. Um, but, you know, obviously Warner Brothers dissuaded him from doing that, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah you know, I would I would love if there was another 20 Camille songs that we hadn't heard before. Um, you know, I just I just love that 80s Prince. You know, it just kind of it just takes me back to that kind of period just after you know, just around the time when he was getting into Paisley Park right. and when he was kind of messing about with stuff and, you know, the stuff with Susan Rogers, all that, you know, all the stuff from around Silent Times is kind of probably one of my favorite Prince periods. So, you know, that that's why I really enjoyed this song. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, the, the rehearsal version for me, I guess we'll start there. I'd say two and a half out of five. It's kind of a nice to have thing, but again, it's like, why do we have this and not the studio version? Of the song, and because I I don't think I've I've rarely heard you go to five out of five. I can't go lower than that. Since you went to five, I'll do it also for the studio version. Just the the lore that's there, and the fact that it was the opening track on uh, an album that was pressed, but then later killed. Um, I really hope that uh, we get it uh, official release of it at some point. There has been some speculation that the title comes from 
you know, like Miles Davis's uh, Birth of the Cool, mm-hmm. which I guess the something of the something is kind of like that pattern. But I, d- I don't know if that really works. Like <laughs> Rebirth of the Flesh doesn't really seem like it's anything to do with Birth of the Cool. Like, um, I don't know. Like it just it just it seems like a really weird kind of idea. But, you know, I guess that's some people's thinking on this particular thing. OK. Um, but uh, yeah. And like we say, Prince has kind of performed it, but just in bits and pieces over the years. And, you know, the only official version is just you know, a rehearsal, basically. Right. Um, you know, which uh, the wonderful thing about the rehearsal is it shows that even for a song that Prince had never released, his band knew, like, knew it note perfect. Like, like it's not just Prince is going to say, let's play Purple Rain. He's going to say, let's play Rebirth of the Flesh, which isn't even a song that anyone else knows. So how will they know what, you know, if you're doing it wrong? That's but right. The, still, the, the band are still, like, the perfect in their performance of it. So. They did, and they, and they never... And they never performed it during the Love Sucks. No, tour. that's the <laughs> <laughs> that's the great thing is like they Prince is like let's drill down and rehearse this song that nobody's ever heard and we're never going to perform it. Yes. and I don't know I, that feels like the life of being a band member with Prince is it it's summed up in that one thing. <laughs> um, so I feel like we've said about as much as we can about Rebirth of the Flesh until it's you know officially known for everybody. Uh, so let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug, Josh? Yes, thanks, Darren. Um, I co-host a, a Prince podcast with my wife. It's called The Mountains and the Sea. Uh, we review a Prince album and pick a mountain or a high point and a sea, a low point for us, and uh, like to see if we agree or disagree on those kinds of things. Because uh, married couples don't have enough to argue about already, so we're trying to create new ways to do that. Um, you can find us uh, on Facebook uh, at TMATS Podcast, T-M-A-T-S Podcast for the Mountains and the Sea. Same on Twitter, and our podcast is available on every platform you can imagine. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you could email us, not sure why you would, at PrinceTrackByTrack at gmail.com. And of course, if you are from the estate, do not kind of try and cease and desist on this unofficial release let's let's say this is a bootleg episode and you can't really get it anyway oh, that's true i i've only heard it from friends <laughs> uh thanks for supporting me my guest here joe you're welcome darren thanks and otherwise goodbye. Bye.